0: Hi this is Karina Ganter's host of Behind the Pen. You're listening to the audio podcast. Enjoy. Your host for Behind the Pen, I hope everyone is well today. As you know, Behind the Pen is a show for anyone with the creative talent and who holds a pen in their hand. So you could be an artist, an illustrator, an author, a writer, a tattooist, a musician and the list goes on. I am Karina Gantos, I am your host, I am the author of 14 books, I'm an award-winning filmmaker, I'm a podcaster, YouTuber, booktuber, I host the Assist show on the Artist First Radio Network, and I also run Assist, which helps authors with their marketing and promotion of their book, from brainstorming an idea right through to promoting the final product. Today is a very special uh, episode, as you can see on the screen. I have two wonderful guests with me today. So welcome to the show, Kevin Flores and Aaron Mosto.
1: It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Karina.
0: You're very welcome. Now, normally I don't know anything about my guests. All I know is that they use a pen for work. but. I had to do a little bit of uh, digging, find out who you guys are, and you wear so many hats. You cover so many of the uh, genres that I've just shouted out. Um, you're not just uh, writers, authors. You're uh, into music. You're into uh, film. Um, there's, I mean, uh, you can tell me exactly before we talk about the book um, your background and, um, and and who you are. We'll start with Kevin.
2: Well, uh, I'm originally uh, an engineer and producer. That's, uh, I went to Musicians Institute in 2005 to study recording engineering. Um, so that's my main career. Uh, writing has always been uh, a part of my life since I was a, a little kid. Uh, I remember in the fifth grade, I wrote a script um, about aliens that were going to Uh, abduct some kids and it's about their struggle to escape this evil alien and it was a full script and I had classmates that I was gonna involve (laughs) in the process and I had a teacher who was awesome shout out to Mr. Toth my fifth grade teacher who actually showed me a full script a Hollywood script I've never seen one in my life before and that was that was a real inspiration that someone you know, took me seriously, you know, this little 10 year old kid with this wild dream of making a movie. 10 years
0: old, wow.
2: Yeah, so. Do you remember what the uh, script
0: was for, for the one that you got from Hollywood? Do you remember the film?
2: Or the play? I I feel like the name of it is so, so long ago. I think it was called Caravan. I think it was like a, I don't know if it was like a 60s or 70s movie. (laughs) I think with Anthony Quinn. Oh wow! I'm. I think that's what it was. I I didn't even really read the whole thing, but because I just Because you the wanted to
0: see how the, it was all laid out and how it all was written, rather than what the well, movie was, was about.
2: Oh, definitely. But it was unexpected. My teacher just brought it in. He's like, "Look, I have this. A friend of mine gave it to me. I think it would be useful for you to check it out." Wow. Because I was writing on. It was handwritten. My my little script. It was on lined paper and in, in one of those three ring binders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> chicken scratch you know as good as a 10 year old can write but you know obviously that film didn't get made but um writing love hurts uh i feel like is another step closer to realizing that dream
0: that's what and what is your dream what is your ultimate goal
2: well love hurts we want that to be a movie because that's how the original format started uh we wrote it as a movie script And after a few years of knocking on doors and, Mm -hmm. you know, doing the whole Hollywood thing with people taking us into these offices and gassing us up, and oh, yeah, you know, nothing ever really came from it. But we believed in the story so much. uh, We said, we're not going to let this go to waste. And the best way that we could share it with the world is if we make it a book. And that's exactly what we did. It was a long process. We're not trained writers um but we made it happen it's it's an audiobook too um shout out to Duke Holm who narrated it brought it to life um we're just so excited that you know we're at this point and uh now it's uh, it's out there for everyone to, to
0: and it just you appreciate. just go up from the here the only way is up from where you are now so oh, so Aaron um How did it all start with you? I mean, were you the same when you were younger? You were into uh, writing or just being creative, making music? What happened?
1: I think um, for me, art, it's kind of been instilled in my blood, in my lineage. Uh, It's been passed down through my grandmother, which was my dad's mom, uh, Mira Pelzig. And she was a a Renaissance woman. She was uh, just... A world traveler and she gave gave me and my brother the opportunity to start dabbling in art when we were maybe four or five years old we started with just a, a blank white t-shirt and she said hey we're gonna go buy paint and you're gonna paint on this t-shirt and it was it was like what like you're allowed to paint on a t-shirt and Like, <laughs> and then she she um gave us the opportunity to To experiment with different mediums from watercolor to clay to uh, mosaics and and stained glass and really gave us the opportunity to um realize that no matter what art we do and she, she would always tell us this is stay true to your medium and just put your love into it and it doesn't matter what style you do as long as if you as long as you put your heart into it so i think kev I could speak for both Kevin and I. We're, we're modern day renaissance men and and we channel uh, creativity through us and it and it takes different shapes. So, you know, um, we grew up making music um, for myself. Also, I, I grew up uh, dancing, break dancing, popping. Oh
0: my gosh. And, were you yeah. one of those that went out and, and did it outside and put a little tin there to get some money and had to like a little posse and did your break in that way. Uh,
1: we didn't, we didn't do tins, but we did. I did teach some breakdancing classes wow. to, to the youth and we would actually go to some elementary schools and do workshops and after-school workshops and, and give, give back to the youth and teach them the elements of, of hip hop, which, which is graffiti, cool. DJing, breakdancing yeah. and rapping. So we were, we grew up, um, uh, artists and storytellers. And as we got older, we got, uh, you know, I started studying, um, uh, creative writing in college and music technology and everything kind of just everything happens in life uh, the way it should be yeah it's ex- forced on us some, exactly. some parents force their kid force their kids to do hey you got to be a baseball player or yeah. or this but for, for for my family they just encouraged me to to pursue what mattered to me and um now we're here
0: when how old were you when you're, uh, sorry I don't you your godmother or grandmother? How old were you when she said she gave you that T-shirt and said just be creative? Probably about
1: yeah four years old. Wow, yeah, really young.
0: Wow, and uh, I bet it was like yeah, like splodges everywhere and different colors yeah. and how cool is that. Yeah, we I mean
1: she had a studio and we we would we would be able to go in there and it was kind of her the art sanctuary where we could create and. Okay, what do you guys want to do today? You want to play with clay, or so it was oh, kind of a, a place where we can just just be free.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, creativity—it's of uh, so many genres. But like you say, being true to yourself. Uh, my daughter, she's uh, she's twelve, um, and she's had two books published already. She's illustrated wow. them themselves and Incredible. written them. Yeah, and she's so into digital art and animation and her style is so unique. I've never seen uh someone her age with this really, really unusual style of a uh, drawing people. And um and like you say, when, when they have when you have that style, that's you, you know, that, that's coming from from your heart. So it's no good someone saying, Oh well, um, I need a cat drawn like this. Well, yeah, I could do that for you, but that's not how I draw cats. I draw cats like Mm -hmm. this, take it or leave it, you know? It's, it's, yeah, I mean, I think it goes in the family definitely. When you have artistic blood, I think it definitely um, goes, whether it's singing, uh, making music, um, drawing art, uh, writing or whatever. So you two have known each other for how long?
2: Um, I'd say Time flies. A little over, <laughs> a little over fifteen years.
0: Wow! How did you meet? Um,
2: when I was attending Musicians Institute, I had access to their recording facilities, mm-hmm. and and sometimes I would have different artists come in. Sometimes from the school, and um, I remember—I mean, it's kind of blurry—but I remember Aaron coming in on one of those sessions um, with his uh, cousin, I I believe, Mm -hmm. his cousin, Serge, uh, rest in peace. uh, Rest in peace. And uh, and then one of his friends, he went by Carnage, and Mm -hmm. that's kind of how we met through through the studio at the Musicians Institute in Hollywood.
0: And you were doing, I I assume it was hip hop or rap that you went there to record or or work, yeah?
2: Well that was my my primary focus was hip hop music um you know engineering crosses all the genres but mm-hmm. that was my that was my favorite type of music so i would just collaborate with hip hop artists um they just you know let me experiment on them i had no real experience with recording so it was it was awesome to have uh, local artists come come down and
0: yeah most uh, definitely you know,
2: just have them rap sometimes over my beats sometimes they bring their tracks uh, i didn't care as long as i was just in the studio creating with them
0: that uh, that sounds absolutely wonderful you got to do what you wanted to do and and having that opportunity actually being in the studio and working with these uh, people uh, and then alan walks in with his potty and, uh, <laughs> and you, you meet up that way so did you were you just playing around in the studio, or were you actually there for recording, Aaron?
1: You know, I was just along with my friends on this journey. I didn't even really know where it was going to take us, as far as going to the studio and the, seeing something like the music musicians institute. It's it's a it's a facility. It's it's this is professional. This is not just someone's closet recording. So um, I think at the time I was just there with my cousin, and I still visually remember this. I think Kev had another friend there and it was it was just one of those moments that you you kind of will always remember and hip-hop it was just a lot of experimentation with beats I don't think we we actually recorded that time it was more of an introduction and
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know um, Charlie Brown and and my cousin Serge rest in peace they introduced me to to Kev and Carnage was there and it was just just one of those moments that you know, you never know where life's gonna take you, but you gotta get out and, and, and explore. If you're stuck in your room, you're never gonna, you're never gonna have these, these, these moments that, that may shape you or, or change your path in life.
0: Whichever, I mean, if you have bad, bad uh, experiences, good experiences, it's all part of the life that you were supposed to lead. And it all leads up to the path that you're supposed to follow. And you know when you're on that path, you know when you're doing what you were supposed to do What you were put on this earth to do because you feel it here Hmm. You know exactly. It's 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 getting up to that uh, point to that goal um, That gives you all the life experiences whether good or bad But once you hit that goal, you know, it's like with me. I've done so many different jobs and and everything and i had to become ill before i finally found the path i was supposed to be on to help people whether i'm doing the podcast now and getting your name out and getting your book out or i'm helping authors because they've got a book published and have no idea what to do next um this is what i was supposed to do and i know that and you know like i said it, it took me being ill before i found it and now um, I wouldn't change a thing, and like I said, everything that's happened before that has led up to this time, so I totally get both of you, and I'm really, really happy that you've you found the path that you were supposed to be on, and uh, let's talk now about Love Hurts, because I checked the trailer, which is very cute, um, I didn't get much of a um, uh, feeling for the book, I think it's Sci-fi humor? Am I wrong?
2: Yeah, it's a romantic comedy with a sci-fi twist.
0: Right, okay. Got that. Right, so Kevin, give me your quick rundown of what the book is about.
2: Uh, Well, Love Hurts is a a lighthearted story. It's our protagonist, Taj Das. That's Taj as in Taj Mahal and Das, D-A-S. He's an aspiring DJ and a dreamer. He's kind of an awkward, nerdy version of Sylvester Stallone in the movie Rocky. He's a true (laughs) underdog, uh, motivated to prove everyone wrong. And his father doesn't believe in him and wants him to follow a more straight and narrow path, like becoming an engineer. I
0: was going to say doctor.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. Something, Something more orthodox. And... And, that, and he's just, he strikes out with all the ladies, uh, and, you know, at the bars, the clubs, even online dating. Nothing seems to work out for him. Oh, bless him. Yeah. So it's something that a lot of us can relate to at some point. <laughs> um, and at the end, what happens, well, in the beginning, what turns his life around is that he discovers uh, a love frequency. Uh, one night after a disastrous performance, he falls asleep on his synthesizer keyboard and he wakes up to this buzzing sound and he doesn't know what's going on. And through some uh, crazy experiences, uh, he starts to realize it's like, okay, this is attracting the opposite sex. And, <laughs> and he puts it on his music and gets another chance to, for another performance. And it, he blows the lid off, off the house and-
0: And it the was
2: ladies. A, a great, well, of course. Yeah, all the <laughs> women are in a frenzy and everyone's like, what's going on? Like this guy was a dud and now all of a sudden like he's commanding the stage and the women are going crazy. So all these opportunities start presenting themselves to him and he just starts having a meteoric rise. It's just like out of nowhere. And <laughs> you kind of get, on, get to go on that journey uh with him
0: that sounds uh, I think was, there was one about a, a cook or something and um and when she cried her tears made the f- food absolutely amazing everyone couldn't get enough of it uh, and the restaurant was full and people queuing up for her food and it sounds so similar like that that it's just that one one thing one one thing that changes his whole life but changes everybody else's life because if he hadn't have done that and they wouldn't have enjoyed that set and the women wouldn't be screaming for him, it's, it's you know, it's one one thing that then um, changes everybody's life from that one thing. Tell me, Aaron, how does it go into the sci-fi genre?
1: Well, the fact that he, he stumbles upon this frequency that's after he falls asleep from his, synth- you know, he, he has his debut performance, and he falls asleep on a synthesizer and he wakes up to this frequency that's emanating from his speakers. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's something that has some reality to it, but it also has some, some fictional aspects to it and some scientific scientific aspects to it. And then the opportunity that he gets to put this frequency on top of his music, it, it has this um, kind of, um, sci-fi almost uh the like the movie weird science which (laughs) yeah i
0: love that classic
1: (laughs) so it has exactly it has that 80s these two nerds concoct this invention the software program to make to invent this woman and so it has this kind of scientific weird science-esque uh component to it
0: Wow. And uh, you said that uh, you've been at this for a long time. I mean, what sort of date was it when you first came up with the story, well, the script? Are we are we in the 80s?
1: <laughs> it was close to close it was close to 10 years ago that we first initially had the idea. And this was at the time my mom was diagnosed with breast, breast cancer. And so I was going through a lot emotionally and I was a pr- pursuing D- my DJ career, and I was in the backyard at her house and I moved back home to be close to her. And I had this realization that I shared with Kevin and Raji later, wow, wouldn't it be amazing if I can create some frequency to heal my mom's sickness? Mm. So it, it kind of started out more serious about mm. this DJ who stumbles upon this frequency, who starts healing his mom. And slowly my mom actually got healed and recovered. And so it was more joyous and I wanted to celebrate that. And we decided together to to turn it into something humorous and more lighthearted. And so we morphed it into this DJ who stumbles upon this frequency that uh, starts taking his career to the next level.
0: I I love that uh, how it started the story normally when you have as an author when you have an idea for a story by the time the book's ready it's totally different from how you first began but um so that something so um serious and so sad can turn into you know your mum being better and you then getting that idea for the book that that probably was the right way to go rather than than take it uh, into the uh, into the sadness to make it lighthearted. but I, I love that um, it, it was it was that that started it all I mean that's beautiful can you um yeah. Kevin tell me a bit about the third uh, person in your your uh, trio
2: Oh Rodolfo Tegel yeah um, he, he um, Aaron and Rodolfo were friends before I met Aaron
0: Oh uh, right! They
2: go, they go. They go way back. Um, uh, he's actually my eldest son's uncle. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So we're all pretty. Uh, we're all Tight. pretty close. Yeah. That's really it, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, Aaron could tell you a little bit more because they go way back.
0: Okay, yeah.
2: okay, go ahead, Dan. <laughs> you know, we,
1: we met, we were going, sneaking into raves and dance music festivals when we were 13 years old and 14, wow. 15, I would, I would start seeing this guy, Rodolfo, on the, the opposite side of the dance circle, you know, he, he had some really good moves and, you know, we were breakdancing at the time and I would keep seeing him, he had good energy and we would always be on the op- opposite side of this, the circle in every event that I would attend, I would see this guy just getting <laughs> getting better. Some moves that we had were kind of similar. So I'm like, hey, is this guy copying my moves? <laughs> um, <laughs> later, I, eventually we, we would just constantly see each other progressing to the point where I was like, hey, like, man, you're good. We would acknowledge each other's style getting progressing. And I said, hey, we should just form a breakdancing crew. We should We should team up that way we have more power in numbers and that's kind of how it all started as far as us um getting to know each other and growing and you know we've we've been involved he he introduced me to a fashion line i was co-owner of for 10 Mm. years wow so we're involved with apparel and you know to this day we're really close and um you know and it's just awesome how the world kind of connects people together
0: most definitely. Uh, you say yeah. about the the fashion line. Um, again, it's it's art. You've you've covered another uh, part of being uh, creative. You have so much uh, right. so much talent, and everything you've done so far, and what you can do, um, what you're capable of. I mean, there's no limit really. Uh, so, how did um? Sorry, his name. I keep forgetting his name. Uh,
1: Rodolfo.
0: Uh, yeah. How did Rodolfo um help with the with the book?
1: Well, um all three kev kev uh Rodolfo and I we we um wrote the movie script together
0: oh wonderful
1: so all three of us with kev's um detail oriented style with Raji who's kind of a jokester a prankster the heckler who who comes with some of the the funny funny wittiness and then um I me with with just the idea and you know, it's just an abstract idea, and Kevin Rodolfo helped me really shape shape it into a story. Um, so we collaborated first on the script, and then then we we morphed it into the book, which was which was very tedious in turning a movie script, which is more directional,
0: <laughs> yeah, and, yeah,
1: into, into a book that it has a lot of specifics and details and description. It was a, a amazing collaborative process.
0: See. Uh- this is what other people do, but the the other way round, if they have the uh, book and then turn the book into a script because they want to make a movie, now the book's been popular, I mean, I want to do that. I've I've got so far of speaking with the uh, script writers and being told that once my movie's made, it will probably be based on your book, but won't have anything to do with your story. And I was like, yeah, as almost has got my name on it, I don't care. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's right. probably why a lot of people they say oh the book was so much better because you know <laughs> it has so much so much so many more layers it's way more descriptive
0: you exactly know, movie is,
2: has to be compressed to like 90 minutes so these bang 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 bang
0: so exactly yeah he i mean a lot, the,
2: of, he a lot of it
0: in a book you can say you can say um um he was really really angry and uh he was uh, his emotions were uh, on fire and but when you're filming it, you've got to show that emotion. You can write it in a in the in a book, but on film, you've got to show it. So he'd walk right. through the door, he'd slam it shut. That shows his anger, you know. So I, I tried my hand at script writing one of my first uh, novels, and I think I got to like the second page and gave up. <laughs> Yeah. So normally it's a book turning into a script, but then you've got the script turning into a book. And I can just imagine how difficult that was because you're used to script writing, especially, especially you, Kevin, you're used to, to, to make that uh, movie in your head. Um, as an author, we make that movie in the head, in our heads from each scene by putting in the details, the uh, senses, um, the descriptions, and that then allows the reader to see the play uh going off in their mind of the scene working like a movie whereas with a script it's all about um uh positioning and uh the camera and how someone's going to come into the you know into the uh the spotlight as well as the actual movie uh the storyline which is really important i think that gets left to the side a little bit because it's more technical with a script, whereas when you write in a novel, it's all about the story, it's all about the characters. Um, when, when you said about the, the frequency, and, and again, Weird Science was the perfect um, um, film to, uh, to, to say about that, where did the frequency come from? I mean, how did he know that it was going to help him with his djing with his career how did he know that it was attracting the opposite sex
2: um well it's a funny scene so shortly after he discovers the sound uh he he runs down has uh has breakfast well lunch by that time because he woke up really late and he can't get the the frequency out of his mind and he finishes eating, he goes back upstairs and plays it. And he's like, man, what, what is this? And then suddenly the housekeeper walks in and uh, she, she hears the sound and craziness ensues. So, <laughs> so can he's, he's just sitting down, just so focused on the sound, trying to analyze it and, and see what's going on. He knows there's something uh, peculiar about it, but he just can't put his finger on it. And the housekeeper comes from behind with a little feather duster and tickles his ear, and he's like, "What's going on?" And she just has this look in her eyes, you know, this twinkle in her eyes, and he, they, she has this like romantic encounter with him, and it's just he's just at a loss for words because this guy's never had that, and now all of a sudden the housekeeper uh, is is coming on to him.
0: So he knows that it's the frequency or was it the frequency turns off and all of a sudden she's like, oh, what happened? What am I doing up here?
2: That's, a, that's exactly what happens. He, he, he <laughs> Sorry, his, I'm he an puts, author. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He touches the keyboard and she just disoriented, like, wait, 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 what's going on? Oh, my gosh, Mr. Doss, please don't tell your parents. <laughs> and, and he's like, no, 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 don't, don't worry. I won't. Like, we just had a nice romantic kiss. Don't worry about it. Like. And, and he's just, and he's just at a loss for words too. Like what was that, (laughs) what is going on? That was so weird. And that at that day, uh, his, his brother and his fiance were visiting. So that's who we had breakfast with uh, downstairs.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. So he's just tinkering around with the sound again. And all of a sudden there's a knock at the door. He's like, who's, who's, who's who's here to bug me? And there's his, his brother's fiance right there with that look in her eye. And he's, he's like, uh, what's going on? Like, what can I help you? He's like, oh, so that's where the sound is coming he's from. Figured he's figured
0: it out after it, two the women, well, yeah.
2: Well, he's, <laughs> he's starting to catch on that this is what's going on. So she comes in and she's just all over him, turns off the sound and he's like, hmm, wait, one more time. He turns it back on. <laughs> And uh, and she's just like going, you know, all over him, just all over him. And she's like, "Well, what about what about Moni? Like, my that's his brother. brother name, yeah. but, oh, forget Moni. <laughs> this is this is what I'm interested in right now. So that's oh my starts, gosh. He starts piecing it together and takes a, he puts his music. He he starts he layers the his beats with with the frequency. It takes it on the road and goes in the car. And starts cranking it, and and all the and like any woman he sees just just starts losing it, and he's like, okay, it's definitely the frequency.
0: Wow. And one other
1: thing is he, he notices he has his mini Zen garden in his in his room, and when the when the frequency is playing, the Zen garden, the sand starts making these sacred geometrical patterns. Oh wow! Starts vibrating, and then this is actually something real. If you look up somatics, c y m a T-I-C-S, it's, uh, it's, it's how, uh, frequency manipulates, um, material,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so, so this frequency actually starts manipulating the sand into part, into geometrical patterns, and when he stops, stops the frequency, the sand just stops, oh,
0: so, he, wow. and
1: then he kind of, he kind of starts realizing, he looks up th- at this chart where the, it shows this, this, seven chakras and Mm -hmm. he sees that okay this frequency is emanating at 639 hertz and then he looks at his chart and and sees that the heart chakra is resonating at 639 hertz (sighs) and so he's like okay this is something this is like the love frequency and he eventually kind of puts it all together
0: That's that's absolutely amazing. Okay, I want to talk a little more about the collaboration process. Um, I collaborated for the first time with another author, and we had a way of, of doing things of how we were taking turns writing and editing and giving it back to the other one. But there's three of you in this group. I mean, did you all like go to one house and discuss it and decide, you know, Who's gonna do the actual writing? What's the plot is about? I mean, how are you gonna do it? I mean, how did that work?
1: I think a lot, a lot of it. Uh, Kevin and I took a lot of initi- initiation to to really formulate the book, and, and Raji was uh, Rodolfo was um, more pro- provided. You know, a Google Doc that he kind of gave his opinion, his feedback on on approaches for for different chapters is when there's too many people, too many cooks in the kitchen, you're not, you're not making anything. So it, it we kind of centralized Kevin and I to really formulate everything and, and Redolfo kind of help, help, um, with some of his details on, on the sideline that we considered and, and, and kind of work like that. Um, a lot of the times Kevin and I would actually meet physically, um, to work on the project. And when we did it, we would, we would share a Google document, which is, amazing how technology gives us the opportunity to collaborate in in this day and age in in real time he could he i see him taking off a sentence and he adds his and you know collaboration is an amazing thing and it's also something where you have to let your ego aside because just like if you're painting doing a collaborative painting like warhol and basquiat for example warhol added something he's like this is amazing and basquiat came over and (laughs) scribbled right on top of it (laughs) And and you have to you have to really let your ego aside and and be willing to say hey you know this is art if if this line doesn't make sense go go on top of it paint over it and that that's
0: I like that, together paint you over make it.
1: Some, yeah It is. you make something it, it you, is and together you make, magic, you make something yeah. that didn't exist before so yeah it's a, it's, it's I, a great feeling. I had a
0: uh, a meeting with my co-author uh we were together i think two hours on zoom and we had the plot the chapters the scene the beginning the middle the end the characters everything was sorted and then all we did was like okay well you did the first chapter i'll do the scene about that you did scene about that and then we'd swap over the chapters we'll check and see if we want to change things um we talk about it, of course we wouldn't change it without uh, speaking uh check the editing we always you find mistakes even if you've read it 20 times you'll still find mistakes um and then but it, it was so good because we we understood where we wanted to go uh, we knew um both of us were authors so we knew how to write anyway um and it just worked and i think uh, when you've got that uh, collaboration where you can work with someone you do you, you produce magic and it's just wonderful. Um, what about you, Kevin? How did you feel about the collaboration process?
2: I was really organic. Um, you know, we never sat down and were like, "Okay, we're gonna make a movie." Like it just, it all just kind of happened. Um, it was really, it was a good flow. Um, in the beginning, you know, we recorded on our phone. Like we acted out scenes. Uh, we named characters and we were just kind of flowing just you know I would say That's I would nice. say something and then someone else would take the lead and add on to that almost like uh, improv mm-hmm. kind of just kind of start getting the story to evolve and uh, I got to give credit to Aaron for taking the lead and uh, in, in actually putting that down into something solid he actually learned uh, the program for script writing uh, it's it slips my mind what the name is final final draft final, final draft.
0: draft yeah I've heard of that so yeah
2: he's like I'm going to I'm going to learn this and I'm going to start putting down what we have and that will be the starting point so he did that and we met once or twice to kind of start messing with with the with the draft that he had and from there on we just started uh, working on uh, on the google doc and just adding so, and adding to the story
0: so the actual novel so you did um first draft the script and the actual novel was done via google docs and then just sharing and working like that that's amazing
1: it's the awesome thing about our book it's very digestible for for anyone it's not like lengthy we're like someone gives you this you're like i'm never gonna read this it's yeah it, it's a it's a <laughs> great sized book for people um who enjoy story who uh maybe don't have the biggest attention span so i feel it it, it's a it's perfect for this day and age um
0: easy reads people like easy reads they don't want over descriptive passages they don't want to flick through many many pages to get to the actual plot of the story they want it there they want it easy to read no long words you know, yeah, it's a, so it's a
2: fun, lighthearted stories. It's not like an epic novel or yeah. a, bi- a biography about Abraham Lincoln, you know, <laughs> <laughs> detailing every little, de- you know, part of his life. So it's something that is digestible. Um, and yeah, you kind of it, everything. It's really descriptive. Uh, you really get you really see yourself in the book. Everyone that's read it, it's like this has to be a movie. So we, we accomplished that mission. Um, but at the same time, it, it just you want to keep reading it. Every, people that I've told me that they, they've just binge they've binged the audiobook just because. Oh, the wonderful! They love the flow of it. Things keep moving; it's never stagnant. And um, and we're just happy that we we were able to accomplish that.
0: And One you did this, to... yeah. Go ahead, Aaron.
1: One thing I just wanted to add in regards to people who may want to write or write a movie script or write a book. It, you know, everyone has good ideas, but some, a lot of people won't act on it so it's just it, it just it starts with you picking up the pen picking up a you know behind the pen picking up the pen hitting record saying something out loud just get it going you have to it starts with action in life nothing's going to fall under your lap so pick up the pen and just start
0: and you've done this and independently or did you find an actual publisher that took the novel
1: we did it independently we felt it's it's just like a record label in the music industry nowadays you want Don't to release to... your music through a record label they they own your masters they're going to tell you what to wear and tell you how to yeah. dance and
0: bye 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 we
1: have the opportunity <laughs> to speak directly to our audiences you know luckily we've been given the gift of knowing how to market and do content creation and why wait you know you kind of put it out there and what's the point in this day and age? You, you could speak directly to to people with, with awesome individuals like you giving us a platform to speak on our stories. So, you know, we want we the independent route.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a, certainly the way to go. Why to, um, especially when uh, the book, uh, you don't get a lot of money anyway from a book, but why to give it to a third person? You don't need that third person anymore. You don't need it. You can do it yourself. And with the marketing uh, aspect um, that you already know, um, that's what a lot of authors struggle with because they have their book and it's like, well, how do I get people to buy it now? Well, you've got that knowledge so that you're one up of, of many authors, especially first time authors. So uh, congratulations on the release because it was a few days ago.
2: Thank how you, how so things much.
0: going with that?
2: It's going Are great. you? Yeah, the, the, yeah. The response has been awesome. Um, we've we've people have been showing support. Um, we have a great uh, publicist team. Um, you know, shout Brilliant. out to Anthony Mora and and Leah um, for their great work. Uh, Sylvie, um, what, what's the name of her company, Aaron? She's just independent. Sylvie, <laughs> I think her last name is Barnett. And she's been doing a great job on the, on the EDM music side. So we've been able to reach out to platforms uh, in the literary angle and also in the music angle because our book crosses you know, both.
0: It and, does, uh, yeah. That, that's so fantastic that, that you do. Um, you've got the, the audio book, you've got the, the script, you've got the novel. Um, you, you're hoping now to get back in and to get it made into a film um you could have a musical um you can have your soundtrack i mean there's just what what's next you know how far are you gonna go
2: the audiobook actually has um some really top-notch music production inside of it so whenever oh wonderful whenever taj is is doing a set or any time he's messing around with music you're gonna hear actual uh electronic music in the background so
0: fantastic
2: a, it's an immersive experience
0: that's really unusual because normally audiobooks are just straight narration so to have that music is really gonna really gonna put your mindset into into that scene into that you want
2: people to feel like they're there and i think we definitely accomplished that by adding the music production
0: did you yeah, after like you Olivia. Mm-hmm. After you finish the novel, did you feel like you needed to go back and do some rewrites on the script?
1: I feel it's it's something that the novel, the script will, will constantly change, and when, when the script gets picked up, it'll change more. So no, our focus, <laughs> our focus now is just pushing pushing the novel. Uh, we're exploring so many, you know, you got the the fifth dimension of the multiverse in the meta, the metaverse and the, these new uh, platforms where we could bring our characters to life through with animation and given, giving them voices. Your book is perfect and, for that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're exploring Ideal. we're exploring um, ideas that, that may may not even be tangible yet, and we're 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 keeping things open because the 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 story itself it could create a life it's, of its own. It could be an animated film. Who who knows? But. Um, I, I, love,
0: I love that you've, you've got all those ideas and with the, the story that you've got everything can happen from that because like you say you're connecting everything together in that one book and it just covers so many mediums and, and that then gets you so many chances of, of making like you said animation and, and going um, meta and, and trying to get that uh, uh, AI uh, experience, which is uh, scares the hell out of me, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, book coming alive—you sort of watch it. It's like ugh, I don't know. <laughs> we
1: have the concept. We have the uh, a good concept for the sequel. So when the time I was is right, yeah.
0: yeah if you've had concept. so much uh, so much love for the book and people saying, you know, I, I want, I want more. You give them more. You have to listen
1: yes absolutely yeah we have that so after we take our little vacation and get to clear clear our minds um then we'll uh, reapproach that but we've been given the awesome opportunity to push this book the next step is big meetings in may we're going to be pitching this the movie script we actually have the right representation where you can knock on a netflix door or knock on before, we didn't have that. So, you know, we kind of,
0: you know. you were at the right even... time. You did this at the right time. You know, at the right
1: time, we have the right representation to get it in front of the streaming platforms now. And yeah, um, wide wide open doors. And so, our, uh, our vision from the get-go has been, let's create uh, amazing awareness with this book. So when we walk into these streaming platforms, they can already see, oh, wow, these guys took out a billboard. We see your posters all around the city. You have all these influencers uh, holding the book. You have kids on TikTok reading it and doing skits. So, Perfect. you know, we're creating we're creating organic mo- momentum uh, within, within our community. And we're also giving the audience the opportunity to have a voice and to be collaborative with the way they consume the book, whether it be audio, uh, the physical or the ebook. And let them reenact scenes from the from the book, and just be a part be a part
2: of the love story it. and be a character.
0: Love it, love the interaction with it. That's fabulous. Give me the elevator pitch.
2: Um, the elevator pitch is, love hurts. Well, we we the synopsis is our elevator pitch. Honestly, like that that's the way we go about it. So we originally we said uh, love hurts is a story of a DJ who discovers a love frequency, and it's a cross between uh, The Hangover and uh, Weird Science. So that's, <laughs> that's kind of like how we like to sum it up, because it has some of the raunchy elements of The Hangover, and it has the fun sci-fi twist of Weird Science.
0: Love it. Yeah, elevate pitch. Weird Science versus Hangover, perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right. So, um, where can people find the audiobook and where can people find the actual ebook or the paperback?
1: Amazon. Just go to Amazon, type in Love Hurts H E R T Z. You'll have three options to purchase it through Amazon. You'll you'll be able to purchase purchase the audiobook through Audible and the pa- uh, the ebook through Kindle.
0: So, you just um, with Amazon, you haven't gone wide
1: there there well there are other platforms but we feel there are other platforms that are selling the book
2: yeah but- on apple pretty oh much- she has
0: gone wide brilliant so yeah, much-
2: yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, we- it's out there we pretty much distributed the audiobook to all audio uh, platforms so perfect whatever is your preferred uh you know platform you can get it there um the ebook obviously it's on kindle and then the paperback on amazon
0: perfect well guys it's been such a pleasure chatting with you um i wish you all the best with love hurts i can't wait to see where you go with this um when the second book comes out or when the movie you've got your your uh you know it's gonna happen let me know keep Keep in touch. Let me know what happens and I'll get you back on. We would love
2: to follow up with you, Karina. Thank you. Yeah, I would
0: love to know how you're going on with this. It's such an exciting project. Uh, I wish you all the best. And thank you so much for being guests on Behind the Pen.
1: Thank you so much for creating something for amazing artists to share. You being an artist yourself, a writer, and giving people like us the opportunity to to share our stories. So if it wasn't for you, there would be no story. So thank you for creating Behind the Pen. We really appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much, Aaron. Thank you.